The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm chapter 108 this morning. Um, every once in a while I hit a section of scripture where especially doing this devotional, uh, one of the fears I have is because sometimes in Psalms, you're reading something, and this is an example of it, where much of what's said is repeated. It's repeated from different chapters. And my desire is not necessarily just to skip something, uh, but I also want to make sure when I read it, what, what is it that means more than just getting information? Uh, how is that section of Scripture, how is it helpful to me? How does it point to Jesus? These are some questions I'd like to ask when looking at it today. So we're going to do that. We're going to look at this chapter, and I'll give you a little bit of breakdown and context of what's going on. So you have the, David's writing this chapter. And so David is, is about to, we believe, probably going to war. Uh, I think it was Spurgeon who called this the warrior's prayer. So he's about to go to battle. And so he's spending some time with God. He's spending some time in worship and prayer. And then he has a level of resolve. It's really how this chapter is broken up into three sections. And so I, I think in beginning introduction, we can look at the fact that one of the great things we can see is the importance of making sure that we are part of prayer and spending time with God before venturing out into the, the battles of life. We understand David's going to war, but in this situation, but I'll be honest, when as a parent, as a husband, as the different things that we see going on, Satan hates us and we are to an extent at war. And I don't want to bring us to fear or frustration or things of that nature. But I hope we understand that basically what we deal with is just not something that we should be trying to deal with on our own. We need God. We need the Holy Spirit. We need His grace to be able to deal with whatever it is that God brings or allows our way. We need His strength. And, and, and the nice part about it is when I have His strength, then I have the ability to conquer what's coming. Because the Bible tells us greater is He that lives in us and he that lives in the world. And that, of course, is referring to the Holy Spirit. So because I have the Holy Spirit living in me, I have a greater resource of strength than anything that Satan in the world can throw at me. But I need to make sure that I'm being filled with that Spirit. So I say even activating the power. And so let's look at a couple thoughts just and just kind of look at what David was saying when he was writing this or in praying this, really. Psalm chapter 108, he says the first few verses, it's just a, a time of worship and praise. Oh, God, my God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, psaltery in heart. I myself will awake early. I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people, and I will sing praises unto thee among the nations, for thy mercy is great. Above the heavens and thy truth reached, reacheth out to the clouds. Be thou exalted, O God, above the heavens, and thy glory above all the earth, that thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and answer me. So he starts off with just some time of praise. He talks about music being involved. He would get up early. He'd make a point to do this. And, and simply what I see is the urgency of saying that worship and prayer is necessary. And it's interesting that um, when you look at this aspect of prayer, the first thing David does is he spends time um, just recognizing who God is. He spends time thanking God. And, and that's really, praise is such a powerful part of our worship, of our time with God. And if we if we miss out on the fact of praising God and thanking him for his greatness, I think what we can do, we can miss out on his greatness. We can miss the fact of all that God's doing. And can we miss the fact that God is powerful 
And that whatever it is I face, God is more than powerful enough to be able to handle it. And and in prayer, not only exalts him and blesses his name, but it reminds me that the God I serve is more powerful than what it is that I face right now. And it's an absolutely powerful thing for us to understand and remember. And so I think that what we come, prayer is an absolute, praise is an absolutely necessary thing. So he starts off with the praise that we read to God, but then he goes, moves into prayer and his desire for what he wants God to do in this battle. We actually read the first verse, verse six, that thy beloved may be delivered. Save with thy right hand and answer me. He's we're going to war. We pray that your people would be delivered and we ask you to be the one to deliver with your right hand. Verse seven, God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and meet out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of mine head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot over Edom. Will I cast out my shoe over Philistia? Will I triumph? Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me into Edom? Will not thou, O God, who cast us off? And will not thou, O God, go forth with our host? Give us help from trouble, for vain is the help of man. So he talks about the fact that we don't, at the end, we don't need just men's help because it's great, but it's vain. It doesn't really give us the strength. He goes, and we're going out to war. Remember, Israel always went out to war in the name of God. They didn't go to war unless it was something God desired them to do. So they were going out with a great source, and that was all part of Israel's history. So we look at this and we see that David is pleading, and he talks about strategy, and he talks about different aspects and assets and things he has, and he just spends time and says, Lord, will you give us grace? Will you give us victory? And I will tell you, we've said this recently, praise is powerful, prayer is necessary, but I hope we pray purposely, specifically, powerfully, passionately. Lord, I hope you'll do this. Lord, please move in this area. Please do this. Please do that. I, I really hope it's something that we are willing to do. We are willing to reach out and pray in these ways that we're asking God to move. And that doesn't mean that God is somehow then bound to do what we ask, but because we asked it, God may still say no. That should not shake our faith. It should not say, well, I'm not gonna pray next time because God didn't do what I wanted. Because if God says no, or he says wait, or doesn't answer the way I want, it just teaches me a little more about God. So I should be praying passionately, powerfully, specifically, because then I will probably receive specific prayer. And if I don't get it, or receive or hear what I want at the time, I keep praying, maybe more fervently. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Remember what God told his disciples when he came off the mount of what we call the Mount of Transfiguration. He says, these kind come not by prayer and fasting. Please understand that prayer and begging God to move is not necessarily an easy thing. It is to an extent spiritual warfare. And we are going to need to be passionate and passionate and fervent about it. And when we do that, I believe there's an expectation that we can have in this passion, in this time of prayer. So David starts with praise and then he comes in prayer and he's passionate, specific about asking for victory. But I love this because of his time with God, he's able to conclude his thought with something that praise and prayer, worship time with God brings us. And that's found in verse 13. Through God, we shall do valiantly. For he it is that shall tread down our enemies. He, he, he has resolved now. He says, I know God. I've, I've spent time with God. I have confidence in God. And so I'm going to move on because God's going to take care of our enemies. God's going to do this. And I tell you that the resolve, and I do believe that that resolve comes because of praise, reminding who God is, because of prayer, begging God to move. There's a resolve. 
And I'm not going to say that. I don't say that just because I pray a certain way, that now I can have guarantee that God will do it the way I want him to. I don't believe that's what's happening. But there's something about time with God, with praise and prayer, that aligns my heart with God. Please understand that we're told to come boldly before the throne of grace, but the ultimate purpose of prayer is not to get God to line up with my desires and my needs. It's to get me to line up with the heart of God so I can recognize my needs. I can recognize what I should be doing. And then when I'm lined up with God, then I can begin to see God move. I think we get the wrong perspective. I pray and God's supposed to work. And if God doesn't, he's not a good God. We wouldn't say it that way, but ultimately, if we were to be honest, that's how we view it. And the point is I need to view God for the point that he is sovereign, not me. He's the one I'm supposed to learn from him and grow in him, not manipulate him, if I can say that. And may we work so hard to praise because when we praise, we recognize who God is and it's submissive. Prayer, begging God in submissive spirit to teach me, mold me, and to move. And then a resolve to be able to passionately. I hope that as Christians, we're close enough to God to in the good and the bad have a resolve and a passion that the world sees, a confidence, a lack of anxiety, a power and a peace that doesn't always make sense simply because, not because we have more power, but because we have been in the presence of God. And may that be something we strive to do. Thanks for joining us on this this Thursday morning. Appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day and hope that was an encouragement to you. Again, be in prayer for our teens. We'll take off this afternoon, drive down to uh, Southern Jersey. We'll be back uh, Friday night late and uh, just pray for them that God will do a great working in their hearts, which would bleed over to their families and, of course, bleed over into our church. Thanks again for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time.